Hello there, this is John Falola. Thank you for joining me on today's broadcast of C Tribe Global Community. I'll be talking on um, on topic concept of family. So our uncle scriptures are from Genesis 1, 26 to 31. Genesis 2, 15 to 25. So I read in Jesus' name. God said, let Father, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image, and after our likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the tamed beasts, and over all the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the, in the image and likeness of God. He created him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth, and subdue it, using its vast resources in the service of God and man. And to have dominion over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the hand, and every tree with seed in its fruits, you shall have them for food. And to all the animals on the on the earth, and to every bird of the air, to and to everything that creeps on the ground, to everything in which there is a bread of life, I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. And God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good suitable and pleasant and he approved it completely and there was evening and there was morning a sixth day the word of the lord so i read from genesis 2 15 to 25 and the lord took the man and put him in the garden of eden to tend and guard to tend and guard and keep it and the lord commanded the man saying you may freely eat of every three of the garden of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and blessings that calam to you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die now the lord god said it's not good sufficient and satisfactory that the man should be alone i will make him a helper stable adapted and complementary for him out of the ground the Lord God formed every wild beast and living creature of the field and every bird of the air and, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them and whatever Adam called every living creature that it was, that was its name and Adam gave names to all the, the livestock and the birds in the air and to every wild beast of the field. But Adam de- before Adam there was no t- found a help and help me suitable, adaptable and complimentary for him. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and while he slept he took one of his ribs and a part of his life, his side, and closed up the place of flesh. 
and the rip on part of his side. Would the Lord have taken from him the man? Taking from the man, he built up and made into a woman and a brother to the man. Then Adam said, This creature is now born of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of, of the man. Therefore, a man sh- shall leave his father and his mother and shall become united and cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh and the man and his wife were both naked and were not embarrassed or ashamed in every other sense in every in each other's presence rather so the word of the lord so basically so i'll give an analogy or a story a backstory based on what was put on, on the internet when the concept of family is more important than marriage ceremonies then you have stability of your times the concept of cohabiting stems from the face that folks don't want to take responsibility beyond commitment but enjoy the perks of the family then the new term of polygamy is baby mamas and i don't mean those that happened by mistake no one is perfect i mean those that deliberately go these routes because they say seven ladies will drag a man's trousers personally as a faith-based institution Personally, and as a faith-based institution, we don't subscribe to these thoughts. To how monetizing sex in the context of marriage is either a motivation or a destroyer of families. The worst ones is the habit of using the Bible to back these behaviors, and those thoughts were never to get anyone but to understand why people do what they do and why patterns can become normalcy in, in the generation. This is one broadcast I would have loved to put a woman on the spot because she has the answers to all these questions. But she's not here at the moment. She's not physically available here at the moment. Um, but for this broadcast, maybe next time we'll be having um, to be high and uh, having this conversation. And I think it's more interesting to have context of uh, female opinions because I believe she's reaching this area. We will be questioning our beliefs around the idea of family and for me i think the two factors of successful families is responsibility and commitment on the part of the co-founders a male and female sincerely i hope i do justice to the fact that fulfillment in your families is relative to their wives as in why you got married in the first place because your kids don't begin or didn't begin in the startup principles guiding your home for over 7,000 folks that collect and connect to our broadcast weekly, the true evaluation of our broadcast is renewed mindsets. So, today is the day the Lord has made. I would like to say this, there are patterns of families that shape the life of children and children carry those patterns along the lines of their lives and recreate their pattern in their own families when they grow up. You see, um, a lot of kids, especially these days, they absorb what they see at home as a sponge, like a sponge rather. They absorb, instead of the things you tell them or the instructions you give them, they watch you, they observe, they observe what, what you say is good and bad if you do them. So for instance, you tell a kid not to try something, but they see you do that frequently, 
So we live in a dispensation where people, uh, where kids even ask questions. They want to understand why they shouldn't do what they should do. And which I feel it is, it is more of a sane mind to always question whatever it is that you think is right or wrong. Because some things are just based on um, stereotype beliefs or happenstances that happen in our lives or in people's lives and they become a norm or become a um, family value that nobody has questioned over generations and all of that. So you see a generation questioning why certain things have been done, why this is done, why this is that. For instance, you know, the idea around marriage being a male and female, you know, we all know that the design of humanity is like binary zeros and ones. So any other design you are having is an anomaly to the process. We all know that, we understand that. So uh, what are my thoughts around the idea of surrogacy and IVF? I strongly believe that you know um, medicine in that regard avails. Surrogacy is simply like what we had in the Old Testament where um, married couples had um, helpers or probably midwives, you know, um, convey or give birth to other kids on their behalf. And those kids were accosted or were registered as the kids of the family itself. So, in a modern day term, is what we have as surrogacy where people can have, especially if the wife can, if um, in a marriage there's an issue around conception. And um, if the woman is, um, if the woman is not the problem, you know, they can have the idea of surrogacy around that as well. If the woman is the problem, they can have the surrogacy around that by finding another um, vessel to convey the um, the whole process. And this is not acceptable by many people, by some people rather. But the truth about it is that. If you have issues around this, another solution is adoption of kids. Because to raise kids of your own, or we're designed to raise kids of our own, we're designed to have kids, we're designed, except maybe cases whereby people have used their own hands to truncate their own um, reproductive systems. And I believe that every human being was created to be reproductive or to be productive. So, even as medicine has made a way of escape for such anomaly or mistakes, I really think that um, it's a gift to be able to you know, utilize the idea of IVF or surrogacy to be able to give birth to your own kids and you know that they are the offsprings of your husband and all, and all of that. So, with that being said, miraculously there are exceptions people can always be given a second chance god can replace parts of the body but this this i will take this from the bible this is not something that you can demand that from god is an alien is the children's bread you can demand that from god and he is at a disposition to give that to you he has a final say in that regard but i like to take this um, a lot from the Bible. If you read through different scenarios of 
different prophetic dispensations, you realize that there were little numbers of miracles that were recorded compared to the miracle of God's instruction to Moses that you have a staff and a snake, which is medicine today. That anyone that beholds it find will get healing. So the idea of medicine is for many people to be healed. The idea of miracles is constrained to the idea that it is under the prerogative of God's choice or His mercy. His word says that you have mercy upon whom he chooses to have mercy on. You see, mercy does not know your name. Mercy, you know, mercy is at the prerogative of God, really. You can do all things right and not have mercy. Have God's mercy. You can do all things wrong and have God's mercy. So, really, God's mercy is not the prerogative of what it is that you do right or wrong. It's a prerogative of his own choice, his own magnanimity magnanimous goodness to you really yes but what people can have you can advocate for mercy and god can be merciful if he chooses to be merciful but i'm just saying so they don't have an entitlement mentality to mercy it's always that god's prerogative to show you mercy really because some people always tell themselves that they are older than thou and they wonder why people who don't do or who haven't kept the commands of god are having access to certain things that they, that they look forward to god well, that is God's mercy for you. Your timeline or your own design of your own life is different from the design of someone's life. The standards that God would, would hold you accountable to is different from the standards that will hold somebody else accountable to. That's one thing we don't know. Our destinies or our pathways to fulfillment avails us with standards that God holds us to. Some things that people, other, other people would do and they get away with. Some other person does it, they don't get away with it. It's how God looks. It's the standard by which God upholds everybody. Not everybody has or is upholded with the same standard. Everybody, based on their destinies or based on the way their lives are designed. So I would like to just share a few things on patterns and um, and trends. So sons are more likely to have the patterns of the of your father of their father. Most likely, the daughters are most likely to have the patterns of their mother. Exceptions here are those that both or either of their parents sparks ingenuity of talent or uniqueness for the expressions of their best self. So in some cases you might see a son picking certain traits from the mother that is useful on their journey. You can see a daughter picking certain traits from the father that is useful on their journey of life. So there's not really a one-way straight to it. So they are generational patterns despite generational blessings. Despite God's blessings over Abraham, they were generational patterns that were spotted in the life of Isaac and Jacob. So, uh, but it takes discipline and consciousness to break that pattern. You know, there are certain patterns that even if you, you know, if you just live your life, you just go by, you would go through the same pattern. Some of us, some, some people, some kids or some young, young adults today, they blame their parents for certain choices or probably circumstances of their life but if you don't consciously take note of your own of your own patterns you would recreate the same pattern that you are blaming your parents for so blaming or uh, your parents for your patterns won't solve a thing 
you have to choose to recreate your own patterns or recreate your own kind of family experiences that you seek to hand over to your children. So your background is not an excuse. You have become the background. Let me put it that way. So basically, they are dimensional patterns despite dimensional blessings. And um, there are limitations as well, you know. But you can break all these things by God's help. There are limitations and standards that come with your upbringing. Yet your woman experiences or existence is designed to break records. Yet, if you listen to naysayers, you will never fulfill your purpose. You will never break any of them. You will retain the patterns. Trust me. If you take a back seat, you will retain the patterns. I don't care how older and how you'll be. You, you will make similar mistakes in your, in your life patterns. And I'll say this because I have come to realize that if you're not careful with those tendencies, you will create the same patterns you see around you most often. You know, what makes a culture a culture is what is a norm around you. What is a norm in your environment? What is acceptable in your environment? So you see that by default, you give birth to kids and kids are already trying to have sex at a very young age. It's because by intuition, is what is accustomed to their culture is what is in their dna so everybody like you said isn't in the bible you are a born sinner you get the point you're a born sinner it takes the introduction of god's grace to be able to beat certain patterns so when i see people that claim they are older than thou me i understand this in the case of my life i have an unusual grace in certain areas of my life where i see people make mistakes and god forgives them anyways and they are fine but I have an unusual grace to triumph in certain areas of my life. And, I, and that does not mean that I use that as a yardstick to judge everybody. I, I just know that it's, it's the hand of God. It's not about anything about me. It's not about anything that's special about me. So I just want you to understand this so you don't carry that big ego around and feel like every other person is a less lifer than you are because you have certain things going on for you. So basically, a generational pattern in the Bible is like Abraham was um, supposed supposedly to be persecuted because of his wife. So he adopted a strategy where he said she she is his sister because she was beautiful. That means that in the patriarchs they had a custom of marrying very beautiful, very 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 beautiful wives. That sometimes their wives their wives' beauty threatened their their existence. Just imagine that it happens around here at times. Sometimes many people don't want to marry astonishing beautiful wives or wives that would challenge their status quo or demand for them to become power couples because they don't want their lives to be threatened. And that is normal. But a few people feel like they deserve that lifestyle. And there's nothing wrong with that. You having a couple, you having to be a couple that both of you's lives or your talents, your giftings, your unique expressions of who you are, challenges, who you are. You know, like now, for instance, and I don't mean competition, I mean challenges both of you to be better persons at every level of your life. So if you compete, you destroy your home. I mean a case whereby you guys just feel challenged to be better at every area of your life. That's all. That's what brings fulfillment. You know, even when you correct your spouse, I don't like this thing that you're doing, and they take corrections. Those are ways people make adjustments. That's what makes a relationship last long. Willing to make sacrifices, adjustments to keep what you have for a long time. So, 
there are likelihoods that if you are raised by a single mother or a single parent, you will likely produce after that kind, except you make a demand of yourself. There are tendencies that if you were raised in, a, in an abusive home, you will likely become an abuser, except you make a demand of yourself to design your family differently, to design how you love, how you show love to your family. Even if you had the worst upbringing or the best upbringing, the dynamics of your of raising your next generation kids is different from yours. You must pay attention to their mind building. Most people think that education shapes the kids. No, the quality of investment in the home, in the mind of your child, determines how they even interpret education and how they will be valuable to the society, how they interpret what is happening in society as what's happening in their lives. The quality of mindset formed from the home can be a moral compass to what is good or bad with respect to your family values. So I will say this as a case in point, the way I was raised by my father, my mother, per se is, or my, I will say more of my, my dad had more influence on my upbringing as to some things that I didn't want us to ever have you know a part in and I realized that that affected both I and my siblings to an extent there's a standard to which you, you can you can be buzzing with your gen z you know flow but there's a, there's some things that you know that is not acceptable in your family let me put it that way so and uh, another part of this is, you know, uh, issues about money, sex, and disagreements. Are you how how the co-founders, I mean the parents now, undo these issues, determine how the kids will perceive a family to be. Sometimes, some people the reason why people don't want the idea of family is because they grew up in a family dynamics that they didn't want to experience or recreate. So you see people cohabiting, they have kids, but they don't they, they, they don't want to get married. So. It's because of the dynamics of the families that they came out from. Sometimes because they feel like they don't want a scenario whereby they are limited to just one partner. Whereby some of them can be that they don't want the scenario whereby they are limited to just um, to be dealing with issues of money and all of that. But the truth about it is that anybody that is cohabiting or someone that has baby mamas would realize that they will spend more than somebody that's raising a family. And I'm, this, this is fact because. Um, in most developed world, there's child support. Around there, some people you pay child support, child support as a responsible person, even if government will not push you for that. So you realize that you you are demanding to pay more because the woman's lifestyle is sustained by you in most cases. But if you are privileged, you even have an independent woman. In most cases, even if she can afford to take care of the kids, you want to be a responsible father to your kids, so that your kids do not see you are ab- absent in their lives. We want to take care of them but i just realized that you know having that system of family is even more expensive than having a family whereby just you and your and your wife and your kids is more expensive me now my own design is i want to be so blessed that i can be able to take care of my children's trust fund it's my own deepest desire and it's my deepest desire to the point whereby i don't have to have issues around the fact of school fees you know, I don't have issues around the fact about the food that we cook in the house, or what will be cooked, or how much, you know, and all those things. I don't want to be. It's, I know it's in the Bible. It's in Proverbs thirty-one. 
it's the woman that must be thinking about those things. Uh, at least I'm providing the money. I want to be that kind of person. But I also want to have a home whereby my wife keeps the home together rather than destroying the home. It's not as if I will abdicate responsibility to my spouse. I'm giving this scenario though because I'm the set man of the house. I have to teach based on what I believe. Beyond what I just say, what I apply to my life too is as important to everybody believing what it is that I say. So I believe that in a home setup, it is advisable that you work as a team because we live in a 21st century whereby, you know, it's possible for your spouse to, end, to be any more than you as at when you got married. And it's possible that at some point, your the, the other spouse becomes the highest earner. So you have to deal with your ego, your big ego issues, either for a male or a female. You have to let that aside. If you want to build a family, you have to deal with your ego around money, around the fact that, you know, you, you know the, the glory around people's destiny is different. Some homes, the wife might be the highest earner. And that home, this, the husband might be the highest earner. But that doesn't mean that you maltreat each other, even if somebody is earning more than the other. That is an, a sign of an healthy home or a winning home, whereby everybody understands that money is just, is just a figure. What is important is your team. You know, I believe that your family should be a place whereby it's a safe space. Despite everything they are going through in life, your family should be a place that you come through and you and you gain emotional strength to keep pushing. Your family should not be a place whereby you are drained of emotional strength. Your family should be a place whereby you come home, you hug your kids, you hug your spouse, and you have a renewed strength. To pursue that thing which you are pursuing every day of your life. Which trust me, because there will be, there'll be challenges. You won't have it all perfect all the days of your life. Even though you have all the money in the world, you will always have challenges in, in life. People think that because you, you have sorted out you have solved your financial problems, you are you are you are matured in every 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 area of life. That that is false. There are, there's going to be challenges in every some other areas of your life that you need to also grow in maturity. So you know, the Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom physically. He grew in wisdom, he grew physically, he grew psychologically, he grew in every area of life. It's not just about financial, you know. So, boy, we live in a world whereby people feel money makes the world go around. But really, beyond money, you need wisdom to keep your home together. You need to be able to create common experiences that your kids would always want to stay at home. That your kids will always see your home as a place to draw strength from. To become all that it can ever be, not a place to run away from. Do you understand the point? So, um, with that being said, I reckon that the fact that I understood my parents' growth for me now, I'm using an example, made me believe that I can, I can actually succeed in my own family. You know. Um, it even makes me shield others from comments about my family because they don't understand the journey. So should your young family be about that. See, people people who don't know your stories shouldn't be the one defining your story. People who don't know how far you've come, they don't know what you've dealt with, they, they don't know how much of life issues you've overcome, shouldn't be the one having a say over your own. It should be both of you who have been through it all and you are here standing. You know, you've been through people trying to break you, people trying to ensure that your home doesn't work. You know, you've been through times whereby you didn't have it all together. And now you are all together. And you want to let comments 
from nowhere that they didn't you know steer your ship with you through the storms of life determine how far your family will grow into so you don't let anybody come and design how your family should be for instance you know i personally i'm in a dispensation whereby i have already made up my mind already as the kind of family i want to have so every other person's comment is just commentary whatever anybody thinks is somebody somebody else is their own commentary is their own choice about life i've made up my mind of how much of a winning family i want to build and if it means me taking necessary actions to protect that i will at all costs you get the point so everybody has what it is that makes them tick my own is family i believe in family i believe in the idea of building a family even even your work your work is more successful when you build a sense of belonging a sense of identity to your work when people can see that you didn't just care about what they do for you but you care about their lives people that stay in organizations for 10 20 years 30 years or most of their careers check the history it's because they belong to an organization that cared about them beyond what they did for them same thing applies to family people who stay in a family who build a family for 50 60 80 years it's simply because they built something that both of them were both proud of that's all or something that they could not leave for anything else that's all so we live in a world whereby we let outside energy dissuade us from maintaining our internal energy and that internal energy once it's dissuaded it can affect your well-being it can affect that thing which you do and succeed so i am of this mantra don't allow any energy dissuade your internal energy yes people can try to perceive you to be a kind of person but you're not permitted to be that kind of person the next minute you can build a new see i've seen this happen in my life several times i've seen the quality of a decision defining my life so i know that people can change if they choose to change people can decide to build a better life for their life they can decide to be a better person if they choose to be so that's why i don't look down on anybody because i know a moment they can decide to change their whole lifestyle or their own choices and they, they are, and they become better off for it so I don't judge anybody for their outlook of life. People, everybody is coming from a background or from an or from a series of experiences. But the the responsibility is on you to decide on your own experiences. You know, I remember this quote. You don't decide. I think it, it's something I had coined over time. You don't decide what happens in your life by virtue of life happening to you, but you decide how you respond to what happens in your life. You decide to build your own energy so that you can handle what happens around your life properly. Some people are all how to destroy your internal energy, to to destroy your identity, what makes you tick. But you must be able to decide for yourself that you won't give in to whatever it is that that, that they throw at you. That is life for you. People will, see, if you say you are this, people will throw shit at you to test that in which you said you are. If you say you are this person, people will want to throw stones at you to say to see you break. But it's left to you to say that I am more than this. I would achieve more than this. I will break this. I would, I will break these assumptions. I will be able to do more than this. You know the amazing stories I love. I love people that that turn around a story around a mess and turn it to a message. I love people like that. I love people whose lives 
have been regarded as useless but they turn themselves into useful materials i love those turnaround stories it, it it gives me goosebumps it gives me life to see people turn around their circumstances and make it into something magnificent for others to build so with that being said um next sunday or this sunday we'll be talking about when families and i'm head bowed and eyes closed i believe that everyone listening to me is a sinner whatever your level of relationship with god is it takes the grace of god over every one of us to be able to be to be better persons at every situation of our lives so i pray over you in the name of and i pray over myself and speaking these words that god's spirit will be made available to help us to triumph over sin all the days of our life to live better lives and let our lives shine so much light in our world that others want to be or want to chase their own best selves in the mighty name of jesus christ i pray that god makes you a commercial advert for his glory same thing applies to me i pray that this year god makes you a commercial advert for his glory in your successes we speak of god's faithfulness your family will speak of God's faithfulness. Your kids will speak of God's faithfulness. Your the works of your hand will speak of God's faithfulness. Your diligence will speak of God's faithfulness. Your response and circumstances will speak of God's wisdom and faithfulness. So I pray that you enjoy perpetual rest on all sides. Blessings that surpass all understanding on all sides. For in Jesus' wonderful name we have prayed. So see you on Sunday. Bye for now.